Welcome to the Activate Your Audience podcast. I'm your host, Luis Felipe Giraldo. Here, you'll find a range of episodes discussing all aspects of brand activation, the latest industry trends, market insights, and case studies. We will delve into topics such as experience design, experiential marketing, brand communication, brand campaigns, public relations, content creation, business operations, and a dash of philosophy, all with the goal of helping you increase brand awareness, inspiring you to succeed, achieve your goals, and drive customer engagement. Tune in to learn from the experts and get the secrets to activate your audience. Subscribe to stay up to date on new episodes and join the conversation on Instagram at the Imperial. Let's activate your audience. Welcome to the Activate Your Audience podcast. I'm your host, Luis Felipe Giraldo. Here, you'll find a range of episodes discussing all aspects of brand activations, from the latest industry trends to expert insights and case studies. We'll delve into topics such as experience design, experiential marketing, brand communication campaigns, public relations, content creation, and a dash of philosophy, all with the goal of helping you increase brand awareness, inspiring you to succeed, and drive customer engagement. Tune in to learn from the experts and get the secrets to activate your audience. Subscribe to stay up to date on new episodes and join the conversation on Instagram at The Imperial. Let's activate your audience. Hello and welcome to the Activate Your Audience podcast. Today we're talking with Luis, a very special episode. There's Luis to the second power here. He is the co-host <laughs> of Content is Profit, a podcast uh, and one half of the Biz Bros who help brands create content that sells. Welcome, Luis. How you doing, uh, Tokayo? <laughs> I know, right? I'm good, I'm good, I, bro. Thank you for joining. Absolutely. Thank you for having me in your show, your platform, man. This is very exciting. Love it, brother. So we'll jump right into it, man. I wanted to have you on um, just because of the value that Biz Bros has created. You know, you guys' content, you know, it's a little meta, obviously. It's, it's very much like, you eat your own yeah. dog food, you you practice what you preach, and a lot of that, kind of what we were talking before we, we began the, the recording of just kind of executing. So I personally just want to thank you, you know, and, and just, you know, let people know that you guys exist because you're a gem. <laughs> you're a sleeper, and people that get in on it now early are, are really blessed like I have been to know you. So uh, on that note, you know, I wanted to speak again as the podcast is, is titled. We want to activate our audiences, and I want to know your thoughts on um, – also, how our audience actually can benefit from the generosity that I've seen you practice, both in your content, interactions with me, other folks that you have, um, you know, helped and guided and, and done some consulting for. Um, as both is like this intrinsic thing, you know, as a company, as an individual, it just makes us happier people, makes us a happier team, makes us happier individuals if we are generous, right? But it also affects the bottom line, right? So it's this balance of like, yeah. it's, it's beneficial. So that's that's the reason I want to have you on. And I guess we can kind of start there to, to your thoughts on that point. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, for the longest, I mean, we've been in this game years now, I think seven or close to eight now, like working around content and providing value and doing all these things. And we started a journey in like small businesses. So we will go to small businesses and we will record you know, these long pieces of content, you know, chop them up before it was all popular and made clips, right? That that was like the strategy because we were helping them uh, save on resources, which was time and the staff that they had available to do these things. Right. Now, uh, a lot of the premise was like, 
give everything away, right? Like people, like you want to build this trust with people. And we were working with uh, gyms and chiropractors. And of course they cannot like do the whole thing in there. But we were, we were coming from a place of, can we create enough points of contact with the people that are listening to you or watching this or involved in your community so you can yeah. build that trust, right? Authority, relevancy, and trust. We call it art. And then from there, they're going to make the decision of coming with you whenever that problem arises, right? So, you know, in any given time, 3% of customers in any industry, any niche, right, are going to be ready to buy, right? They're, they're going to be frustrated, with the product that they're using they're going to be frustrated with the situation they're in and they're ready to buy right so if we go with our message and our message gets to this three percent right then it's going to be very easy for them after establishing that trust to move to you right so value can translate to many things depending on like the type of businesses that you do or depending on the, the type of information that you shared but for our specific journey when we started publishing because we we're doing a lot of work behind the scenes for a long time and then when we launched the show it was a, really the first time that we were like, wow, we're front, we're, we're right here in the front sharing our message with the world yeah. through interviews, through these interactions, through this live show. And later, later now with the Hotspot Podcast Network, more on solo episodes, mm-hmm. do we share our IP, right? Because we've developed over the years a ton of frameworks that have helped ourselves, our own team execute and our companies, you know, that, that pay us money to go and, and do that. Now, can we share that to the world? So me, personally, to be completely honest, I'm like, oh, boy, are we sharing this IP completely for free, right? right. Which is what we were saying to all these businesses. So as a business owner, I also felt that. And the second we made the switch, we were like, perfect. Let's just, you know, open open it up and go execute. Just, we're just having this conversation, you and me. You, for example, you execute it, right? Makes us so proud that you took that information and went. And there's always more. There's always different things. And there's always different situations that that information can help. So I highly, highly recommend to don't be like me and wait. <laughs> Go ahead and, and share the, the value, right? Again, yeah. there might be, if you are a bigger company and you have IP and you have contracts and different things, that might be a little bit different. We're currently working with a few of those. So we're navigating through that. It's like, how do you then define value? to your audience, like who's your ideal client. There's so many elements in this, but uh, the, you know, long, long story short, it's like, yes, go share with the world and uh, you'll see that wonderful things happen. <laughs> yeah, and I love how you bring up the point of within that journey, both as professionals, you know, again, some something we've touched on briefly is just how, whether it's a team or whether, you know, you as the individual content creator or you as a provider of services, be it content or any other services, um, or even like our our clients who are creating experiences for an end consumer, there's this cycle wow. of like where the rubber meets the road on two levels um, where, yes, you as the individual have to execute, you as the brand with whatever that communication is has to execute. But to your point, it's, it's a lot of times trickier. And I found this issue with agencies that we work with um, where they're too close to their own problem. Even though like say, you know, you were behind the scenes, you're creating it. We have people working in communications, marketing, PR, uh, we have content creators like your doctor essentially who will still smoke a cigarette, for example, on an extreme case, even yeah. though they know it's not good for them, their health. It's that separation of knowing and acting, right, on something that will be beneficial for the self, for the community, be it, you know, the team, your company, the client, and also for the end consumers. I really, I think that's something to highlight, again, in the terms of even with this podcast and, and these episodes and the content that, that we've both put out there is we want to make it actionable and we want to make it so that people can 
take something away and actually act on it. So on that note, uh, could you speak a little bit more about art, right? Like how does authority, relativity, and trust, how does that relate to a brand showing up and maybe any actionables that you could think of to throw out there for, for the audience to maybe take, uh, take and run with? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we have like this, uh, let's say this scale on one side because we work, our company goes into businesses and uh, translate what they're doing into creations, right? Uh, publishing platforms, we call them. And then you have the creation side that wants to become a business, right? So we'll focus primarily on the people that have a business and then they want to crack like the creation process or the content side of things, right? So if you're a business, right? Your main goal is to create resources so you can, you know, cash in either for you or for your uh, stakeholders, right? So that process, whatever you do in your business has to be connected somehow with making money. And that's sometimes like the secret recipe that a lot of companies are looking for. Like, what is the content? What is the thing that we're going to put out there? Right. And then it's going to, it's going to make my day. We're going to be billionaires, like all these influencers that have millions of followers. Well, yes, I was just having this conversation. There's many influencers that have a ton of followers, but don't have money. Right. Like we had this conversation is the following actually uh, the same thing as the revenue. Yeah. To me, it's not, right? We have very small podcasts that we've seen that make a ton of money because like the systems on the back end yeah. works really well and they have systems around that. So if we utilize the content as a sales vehicle, right? Mm -hmm. it, then we have to talk about like marketing and sales as a, the main thing. You know, marketing is just the beginning of that. Exactly. So we go back into how many points of contact do I need to have with somebody for them to trust me, trust my brand, trust my company. So then they make the decision into, hey, I'm going to give you actually money in exchange of your product, of your service, right? So for every industry, this varies, but it normally takes between 8 to 12 points of contact mm -hmm. to actually build that trust and do that. And these are high-quality point points of contact, like a phone right. call, like, hey, hey, how are you doing? How's your birthday? Not like, just that's always what... transactional quickies. Exactly. So, you know, you can, you can model, right, your flow of uh, potential points of contact into your content, what we call ecosystem to build okay. that authority, right? As a company or as, a, as an attractive character, right? If you're the face of that company, mm -hmm. uh, your relevancy, right? Are you talking about topics that are specific or relevant to your niche, to the problems mm -hmm. that you solve? Are you talking to your right audience, right? If you are, then you're going to become relevant in their mind. So whenever that problem arises, you're going to be like, oh, I think about this person, these people, right? Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, trust is the more you're, the more frequent you are, the more consistent you are with that message in front of them in multiple areas, if possible, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people start like with one channel and that's totally okay. But as soon as you can build resources and expand, absolutely. They're going to trust you whenever you do that ask of like, hey, by the way, here's the product that solves your problem. You trust me, right? Here's the amount of money I need for that. They're going to be like, perfect. I do trust you. I believe that your product works i believe that you can serve me the best way possible here's the equal exchange right so content is yeah. just a vehicle right and there's many ways to to produce content for us our our most powerful one and the the one that we feel comfortable creating mm -hmm. is podcasting and the micro content that comes out of that that's just the, the one that we chose right but you know there's a lot of companies that use influencers right the influencer marketing is because the influencer has the art with their audience, right? They have the authority, mm -hmm. they have the relevancy, and they have the trust. So it's their audience trusts the influencer, and it is uh, a shortcut, right? But for that, the company needs to have certain amount of like product, money, different things. The influencer has to believe to the, in that company, right? If we're talking about ethically, 
right? So this is how these pieces kind of play together mm -hmm. uh, in, in the general sense. Obviously, we can go very, very specific and we can deep dive in each one of these. But in a general sense, that's how art and you, you know, the creator, uh, you can start building based on that. Right? You know, how many downloads, how many podcast downloads does somebody have to have mm -hmm. for them to trust my message and follow the show? That's the yeah. first sell you got to do, right? So we have this analogy, the cookie analogy, right? So I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. So uh -huh. Luca, my, my four-year-old, oh boy, they love cookies. They make these cookies, right? So he, let's say I come in with like my plate of cookies are like ready for, for me to eat. And then I'm like, I give Luca one cookie, right? He's going to be very happy. Then I give him a second cookie and he's going to be very, very happy. And I'm giving him a third cookie and he's going to be static, right? He's going to be like, dad, what the heck? Like, these are so many cookies. I'm like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then I'm going to take one away, uh -huh. right? He's still going to be happy. He still has two cookies, right? right? So then versus this scenario where I come in and I give him a cookie and be like, no, no, that's too much. That's a big cookie. Let me take it back. He's going to be so mad, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to get so mad. Why did you take away the cookie, dad? Okay, this is the exact same thing with content and value, right? We're providing value, whether that's a sales call, whether that is a podcast episode, I'm, provide, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving. And when it gets the time for you to ask, we're like, hey, are you ready? I'm going to actually take my cookie back. Here's my ask. Hmm. X amount of dollars for, the, for this product, for example. If you build enough rapport and you give them enough cookies, that ask does not feel uncomfortable. Right. right. Be like, oh, absolutely. And then you can have a conversation about like what that ask entails as a company. So think about how many cookies are you actually putting out to the world? And mm -hmm. then don't forget to do the asks. Right. And we, t we put this in context. If you're talking outbound and we do sales outreach, how many you know, points of contact am I actually doing with this message? DMs or different things or emails that I'm actually providing value. I'm not just asking, asking, asking. If I'm asking, 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 I'm going to take away all those cookies and then they're not going to have anything to give you. So I, I love that one. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that's great. And, and kind of like another aspect of that that relates is that, you know, in, in say the quote-unquote war of art, right? It's Ella Stephen Pressfield. There is this sense of, um, and that's why I love that, uh, that, that synonym or the, the, the art uh yeah alliteration is because like we are creating right and, and we were talking before about content creators or individuals right we're, we're trying to learn a second language or again we're trying to to put something out there into the world there has to be this sort of um balance and almost tension between jumping out there and into the unknown which is maybe sometimes a starting yeah. point or the partnership with a quote-unquote shortcut of a social media uh, influencer and that's that's the part that i think is important to highlight because it doesn't always have to feel good and easy, like most things that you know are worth doing, but then it builds on itself. So one, if we're the company, if we're the content creator, if we're the service provider, if we're you know creating an experience for our audience, at whatever touch point, we still need to have started, right? Which again, big deal. Most people listening to this are builders, they're doers, they're, they're starting it. So that is important, but going down, going down the road, the, the authority, as you mentioned, is like based on that consistency, right? That's what eventually leads to trust. Um, and so for me, like when I think about that, it, it makes you think of like the the two kind of ways, like uh, the two side road, right? Where you're, as you mentioned, making the, the give, right? And, and generously being out there, but you're also making the jump to some extent and practicing that consistency, which in turn develops that trust. Um, so I, I 
personally, again, find that specifically with dealing with clients and with our own, you know, content creation, it's a encouraging way for me to think of, of just trusting the process, you know, instead of like sometimes trying to hack the algorithms, trying to do the, the quick sound bites, like, yes, there's a time and place for that. But at the end of the day, as you mentioned, we want to build trust. We want to build this sort of relationship where you can make the ask and it feels right. Yeah, and obviously, you know, we talk, we have this con- this framework called the publishing pyramid, right? And you have resources, the capacity of those resources. Then you have like how consistent can you be with the capacity of those resources? And then at the bottom is like the message that you share, right? So obviously, um, if we're talking about a company, like where where are they sitting? They might have a, a certain amount of resources, a bigger mm-hmm. company or a smaller company. Let's say it's like the founder and a virtual assistant, right? Uh, then those two people are going to have some allocated time to do many tasks, right? Mm-hmm. So in this day and age, uh, I do believe that every single company has to be publishing some kind of content. They have to be building their own distribution channels as they publish because they can control their message. They can control their offers. They can control all these things and not depending on anything outside, right? Obviously, there's marketing channels on different things. But that, again, is helping build that authority, relevancy, and trust over a long period of time. So we often have this conversation with a creator or the company, whether like, why are we actually doing this, right? If it's a strictly transactional, I, uh, I am 99% sure that this is not going to be a long-term play because it's not being created from an intrinsic place, right? We have this amazing example of this CMO they work locally in a real estate company. They're valued over $300 million, I believe, right now. They have 90 employees. They're amazing. And the guy was trying for a whole year trying to figure out content creation. And he had 80 employees at the time, and he was working around the office with a cell phone trying to record stories and testimonials from their from his customers like, and his staff members to share with his audience. Okay. Well, guess what? That, that was him for a whole year trying to say he really wanted it, right? So what happened was we came in with another team and we helped them set up this amazing local show and we were the production team behind it, the whole thing. And all he needed to do is show up for four hours a month. So for him it was great instead of spending 80 hours a month. And then he started building these amazing relationships with the leaders in the city, but also connecting with his community, right? And he's, he, this was not about how many downloads can I get or how many how many views I can get on YouTube. Yes, it will be published there. People will find them, right? But it was initially for their own community, their own people that are there. And guess what? They went from once a week to two a week publishing. They're about about to hit year four doing this. They've nice. generated over $50 million. They do real estates, right? And nice. it's because they were. it came from an intrinsic place from the leader of this company to be able to create like that. And that was the format that they chose. So I highly recommend everybody to look inside and be like, how do I create the best mm-hmm. way possible for, for me first? And then from there, figure out a way or a system to continue to do it that long term and start adapting from that place. I love that. I love that. And I think we could close with just uh, pulling at the threads of that in terms of capacity and the why, right, that you mentioned. I think the next level, which you touched on a little bit earlier as well, was leverage, right? Like if we're thinking within capacity at whatever level, how would you um, maybe communicate or maybe share some gems on, on leveraging either the content, the effort, the bandwidth that one has? Um, yeah, just, I guess, speak on that if you don't Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I'm biased because we create long-form content. So right. long-form content just allows you on one side to build an amazing relationship with the person that you're having the conversation with. We talk about audience. 
that one person is your number one member of the audience, right? I, yes. I can't tell you how many times I've had a guest on my show or we go and guest on other shows. And then it's like we become best friends and we're like, man, like this is awesome. And then opportunities start popping up, right? So that's right. number one. From there, perfect. Do a time study on like how much time do you have allocated to these different areas, like research, creation, production, uh, distribution, and then monetization, and then ops, right? Like all these six categories. And we have a training. We did a keynote on this uh, two weeks ago. But what are, what are, what is your time allocation? What is your resource allocation? Do I have team members that can help me with this? And then based off of that, you can do you know everything else with a podcast. So what we do is we turn long form content into short form content because I can create multiple points of contact based on something that I already created. But okay. here's the fun part: it's not I'm not repurposing, right? I'm not creating something, put it out there. And I'm multi-purposing. This is from the very okay. beginning. I plan this from the very beginning, so my interviews have a flow that then I can use and it's relevant for the platforms that I'm putting in, right? So how can you start getting to where like, okay, this one piece of content, what is the distribution channels I want it on? I wanted a podcast, I want YouTube, I want a blog, I want a LinkedIn post, I want a Twitter thread, and then you can create and produce at the same time a ton of assets that will help you gather data, right? And information about is this content hitting? Is this content good am i getting feedback of what to post next like is this priming ideas is this attracting my ideal customer is it creating conversations all these data points so how can you maximize something that you're already creating you don't need to reinvent the wheel and then that will start the thinking process and you'll steer the pot a little bit and some more wonderful things are going to come from there (laughs) perfect thank you so much brother so to just wrap it up uh, a couple highlight points we'll begin at that is leverage just multiplying I love that. Not repurposing, but almost like redistributing assets to recreate more touch points, right? Which ties into what we've been talking mm-hmm. about from the beginning. And an important point that is huge to highlight is reanalyzing that data, right? It goes back to maybe yes. even the why of reviewing, debriefing, so you know what went well, what didn't. Some of this is cliche, but it's cliche for a reason. We need to do that yeah. to figure out what is the ROI and what is the the, the slight changes that we need to make or the things that we need to continue doing. And then the next thing that was uh, a great takeaway is shipping, just sending your art out there, practicing the art of authority, relativity, and trust, and being generous with that. And the consistency of that will assure, you know, obviously those that trust building. And lastly, um, just the capacity and the why, right? So again, bringing it kind of full circle and, and kind of mixing these two ideas where what is your capacity? What is your bandwidth? Yeah. Uh, the practical and tactical of, say, your time study. Uh, and then bringing it back to why you're doing it and coming from this intrinsic place that does, you know, translate to revenue. So am I missing anything? If, if add anything in there, no. if not, please plug away what you're working on, where you can find <laughs> you, any details. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you can find us in our podcast, Content is Profit. It's whatever you listen to podcasts. Uh, and then we do have a community in, in Facebook at the moment. So if you want to be a part of hundreds of entrepreneurs, you know, doing their thing and creating, just search Content is Profit on Facebook and we're happy to connect there as well. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Luis. We'll see you on the other side and thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. <laughs>